What if the Len Bias story is about University of Maryland phenom, who was the second pick of the 1986 draft, who went to the Celtics and just two days later had one of the most tragic and shocking deaths in sports history. The podcast investigates how Bias's death changed the trajectory of NBA history, sparked America's cocaine panic, and made a lasting impact on the world of sports and far beyond. Check out What If the Len Bias Story on the Book of Basketball 2.0 feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Is your headset on, Mike? Don't embarrass me. This is not the day to do it. I'll tell you my first complaint. I don't know who made these chairs, but it's up to my throat here. We got a little oh bit God. of a shorter table. Do you hear this Boston accent he's Anyways. putting on for you people? That's nice how to much say he everybody. likes you. Appreciate you guys having us here. It's so we have a deal. podcast on the Ringer, so we don't do the live show thing normally, but we're going to mix it up today and record the first half. So, you people in the audience who wore the shirts, extra credit. So. Also, we're going to be relying a lot on you people for content, so please chime in, yell, drop your pants. I don't know. Do something so that it keeps it going, keeps the momentum flowing. We appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So that's Jesse. I am Mike, for those who don't know us. Jesse, take it away. We generally try to recap some of the big stories of news, but honestly, I think we're going to talk mostly nationals. That's why everybody's here anyways. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we do that, I think we should definitely start with... Big picture. Take it away. What are your impressions? Of, this is Jesse's okay. second time ever being at a card show. He knows nothing about sports. Some would argue nothing about that's much. true. Yeah, no, that's so. What have you taken statement. away? Uh, I'm going to tell you. Overwhelmed is probably the the first thing that comes to my mind. It's so many people. Um, but I will say this: there have been moments where I was like. Even though I'm surrounded by people, it's like you're surrounded by such friendly people and such like good people that like anyone's willing to help. They'll stop, ask, you know, answer questions, all that good stuff. So I think that's really cool. As far as like what I'm actually seeing, I see a lot of sports cards, which I know you're probably thinking, well, that makes sense. But I haven't seen like hardly any of non-sports cards, the things that I'm more interested in, like you know, like celebrity or a Pokemon card or something like that. Oh, you know, when we were in Wisconsin, that seemed, it seemed like every other table had, you know, a Pokemon, a celebrity or something. But I don't see that as much here, which, you know, no fault. It's just an interesting thing I didn't expect. Yeah. So I am curious, just to make sure we have a few people alive. Whose first show is this? First time at the National? Wow. That's like that's, that's half, like half the, the people. people. Yeah. yeah. So for you guys who have been here before, Chicago was two years ago. That Saturday was pretty busy. Was anybody here yesterday that thought it was busier yesterday than any time the last show? Yeah, it absolutely insane. So uh, we came here to buy, to sell a little bit, but mostly just to meet people, throw out merchandise. I'm curious, so what have you found, by, by means of, what have you bought? Any purchases by the what big have, fella? What have I, you're talking to me? What have you bought so what far? What have I bought so far? What have you acquired? Um, Maybe we should put I've it that I've acquired way. so many new friends, and it's been a wonderful experience. Um, I have acquired at this do you point... Read, do you want to start over? No, I don't want to start over. I think my answer was appropriate. Um, I, so anybody who listens, my thing at my first card show ever back in May in Wisconsin was I was going to try and trade up from a Phil Mickelson card. It was a PSA 10 Phil Mickelson rookie card. How much was that worth? So in my mind, I thought yep. it was a 50 or $60 card, not realizing okay. he had had a little momentum recently. And it turned out... Just to be clear, hang on. The momentum was he won the Masters. It doesn't right? matter. 
Doesn't matter what it was. Kind of a big Doesn't deal. Doesn't matter what it was. Bottom line is, kind of a big deal. I traded it for a $60 card uh, when it was, in fact, a $120 card. For those card. keeping track, 60 is more or less than 120 That's less. less than. People are telling me it's less, That's, so it's less. That sounds and, accurate. Um, yeah, so I, I was down. Uh, that one hurt. I eventually left the show trading multiple other times, walking away from that $60 card with a card that was worth $65. That's Not a win. too bad. That's a win. That was a Tatis card. Um, I got here first day. I said, not this time. Not this time, Chicago. It's going to be different. I made my first trade for a Michael Jordan gold Fleer card worth $55. So, so you're doing it's rough. Well. So, you're so that's what I've acquired is All the right. Michael Jordan card. You it's, want to get into the big picture now? It's not good. While you're playing with your cards. There's nobody there. you got to no. throw it to people. No, no, no. That's just, just an empty. you got to put a little more. I'm just... I'm just gonna start throwing stuff. Just if, if people aren't looking direct me, uh, directly in my eyes, I just throw stuff at them. All right, another question there for the audience. Go. Yay or nay, Westbrook trade yesterday makes the Lakers legit contenders. The guy in the blue That's is good. not a Westbrook fan. The sons, sons are better. Sons are better. The kid, is this your dad next to you? Uh, dad, we gotta have some <laughs> talks with the son. We went Browns first and now we went sons. I just, a little more guidance from the parents there would probably be good, so. <laughs> just a little bit. You like the sons? CP3, Booker? Both of them? All right. I like it. Throw this kid something. Hey, bud. Don't let that little girl take it. <laughs> Our yeah, so families are here, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah first time fact. our wives have been on the show, which is weird. They don't usually listen, except they're the criticize. ones that aren't laughing. Yeah. So Westbrook to the Lakers. <laughs> Jesse doesn't. Do you know any current Lakers players at all? Stop it. LeBron, baby. There you go. I'm yeah. A swish. Yeah. So the big buzz dunk. yesterday was well, we're going to see Westbrook cards spike. I think I would pump the brakes. I think enough people are over the Westbrook hype until he does something. So, I don't know. I'm not really thrilled with any of these trades. We had Westbrook, Max Scherzer. You know him. Uh, the Scherz? I Did Scherzer sure go do. to the Dodgers? Does that get finalized? Anybody know? Scherzer? Not yet? It's official. Okay. So, Scherzer to the Dodgers. And Trey Turner? What about Rizzo? Rizzo is a Cubs guy. He got traded, right? Rizzo to the Yanks. Yep. Why would they do that? I thought he was a I thought he was a Cubs boy through and through. He was a Cubs guy. Well, drafted by my Red Sox, of course. Yeah. So the Rizzo trade's interesting. Rizzo's having a good year. I, I think the Yanks are going to actually get competitive. Although it pains me to say anything nice about that team. So I think the Yanks are going to do something with it. I don't like the Westbrook trade. Trey Turner does nothing for me. Call me. There's crazy. a theme here. Just a lot of negativity, and I don't care about <laughs> pitchers. So I don't care about Max Scherzer. So that's um, your big picture. Big picture, we're not impressed by the trades. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I haven't seen anybody say they're happy with a trade. Anybody actually happy? Nothing? No. All what right. about the Cubs fan? Cubs, what's going on here? You guys are just dumping stuff off? Money. It's not good. Yeah, here you go, bud. There's some cards. That's about 30 feet long. Okay, here's another pack. Here's hey, another yeah. pack. Here's uh, another nah. pack. That one's yours. I play a lot of disc golf, so you I'm good. You guys are breakers. What do you need packs for? Pretty Put your hands good. down. Get out of here. Get out. Go Come play on. Frisbee. I don't know what he's doing. All right. So card show impressions. Jesse, overall. So the one thing. I will give mine, but I want to hear yours. You want to go first? You've been talking a lot. I would, like, to go? I would like you not to insult me in front of all my go ahead, friends. Take it away. What are your impressions? Because we did walk the floor, especially Wednesday and Thursday. Um, what have you seen price-wise, interest, dealers? I don't know how to say this. I don't know if I'm accurate in this statement. Prices are high. 
Like, and that may, that's good, I hope, for the hobby. But it's like, I'm seeing, there's a card out there that if you guys follow the show at all, someone sent us uh, this Elon Musk card, and it's a PSA 10 Elon Musk card. I think it's really cool because I'm not, as I said, a sports guy. I was given this card as well as a few other people, apparently. The guy has it in his case for uh, $4,000. I think that's a joke, though. But, I mean, I, I asked him about it, and he was like, Ungra- a, a raw version of this card is going for 400 and I, But I'm like, I don't even believe that, but still, $4,000. And I look at everything else, and I think if you're here, you know what you're doing, you haggle a little bit, then there are deals to be made. But if I'm like a kid or something, and I don't really know, I just like see a card at face value, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, this stuff's all overpriced. You're scared away. Has yeah. anybody actually made purchases at the show yet? Who's been buying? So we got a lot of guys buying. Price is good, bad, just don't care. What's, what's the overall consensus? You drive a Bentley. You have a different version <laughs> of life. So I, I cannot take a lot from John. <laughs> got to make deals? Okay. Yeah, I, I think the money is to be made Saturday and Sunday. I, I think most agree, right? Late in the show, price isn't a little better, worse. Seems like guys are generally looking to dump the end of the show. So my advice to Jesse, first time coming through, when you go to a table, I would find a card you know. So like a card that's super common, like a Luca PSA 10. That's like a $750 card. We saw a bunch of guys, though. The first card we asked about was Luca. You remember what the average price was on that, the ask? I don't know. It was like 1000 bucks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So right off the bat, you know my favorite word is donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty safe to say that that dealer is a donkey. That's fair. I when think you, that's a not a mean I tell, statement. That is always my best advice to people. Find a card you know the value of. I don't care if it's 50 bucks, 200 bucks, 1000 bucks. Okay. What is the guy charging for that card? If he's super high on that, you're just going to waste your time. And then the other, my favorite line of the card show. How, you ask somebody how much the card is, I'm not really looking to sell that. Has anybody heard that since they've been here yet? I have. I heard you say it a times. Let me just times. translate that for you. <laughs> You, you said that a few times. I say that about all my Tom Brady <laughs> cards, that's fair. <laughs> you when you have dealer, all these cards in the case and you're like, I'm not I'm selling I'm not selling anything. I, I'm trying to just give away shirts. There's no uh, selling. That's fair. But when a guy tells you right off the bat, he says, I, I'm not really looking to sell that. Anybody know the translation of that in real terms? That means my price is horrendous <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to say it out loud. Okay, and you did admit that. That was the oh, case I why you I weren't was, selling I it. I am trying to overcharge any chance <laughs> I get. I'm not going to lie to you. So find some cards you know. And then here's another question. People here to flip, PC, what is the consensus? PC? Oh, yeah, who's flipping cards? Who's, who's trying to make a deal as far as investment? Somewhat? A little bit. How, how many of you have hands? Because I don't see many of them. Oh, we got one hand, and that guy's got go. hands. Not a lot of audience participation. That's, That's okay. Here you guys go. You almost just took out a Yankees fan's eye. Yeah. That was, for, that was for the little girl. Little little one. So in terms of sports, too, I, I think football's the play. We talk about it on the show a lot. Football coming up. Basketball's tough. There's not a lot of basketball. Even, uh, what is your favorite player's name for the Bucks? Oh, Janice? Janice. Are you guys talking about Janice? Janice stuff is down. I got to sign a Janice card. It's, I don't like to brag about that, but yep. it's kind LeBron of a big deal. stuff w- seems way down. I mean, I, I think football is probably the best buy. Uh, in terms of football, anybody here actually buying football? Is anybody chasing football? So who are you guys chasing? Who are you going after? Herbert and Tua? Man, I like Baker. Herbert. Several Bakers. Back to the Browns. All right. I like the Baker pick, though. That's not bad. I like Tua. Jesse knows this. Tua is the one guy I have been loading up on. If you look at Tua's pricing compared to, like, Herbert, Joe Burrow, he is dirt cheap. I think that's the one guy who's going to pop. And Jalen Hurts, 
I like Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's great, but I, I mean, worry with Herbert. I'm not sure what else Herbert's supposed to do to maintain that level. That's what I was talking to somebody about yesterday. They were saying like how they were here looking for, uh, I think it was Herbert or Burrow, one of the two. But we were talking about how you're, you're looking for an investment in, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, at this point, his prices are already, already at high. the peak. What it, I think he has to come out and play phenomenal, phenomenally just to, just maintain, to maintain it. Like, what do you do to get your price above where it's at currently? Yeah, nothing. He has to win games on a team that's not going to win many games, so it's a tough sell. I don't yeah. love the Burrow play. I don't like Herbert either. So I mean, if you're a collector, sure, but I think if you're trying to make an investment, that may not be the one right now. All right, last couple of questions for you. Then I'm going to get Peter from SGC up here. I think that's going to happen. He's over there. There he is. He's there off he to is. the side. Yeah, we'll get him up here in just Looking a minute. Looking great. So, coolest moment at the show so far? Best experience? Oh, man. Um, well, it's, it's kind of hard. I think ours differs than a lot of other people just because we have, you know, so many of you great people out there have come up shook our hands, wanted to just like say how much you enjoy the show. That's, I mean, I have a very big head. I finally found a hat, by the way. If anyone was concerned, they it's make a special size eight and order. A half eight, and a, eight and an eighth. So Pretty good. they do make those for us large-headed people. So you're just here um, for the interaction. So my head's getting bigger is my point. It's all the people coming up saying hey. I think that is probably my favorite part. But also, like guys coming up and telling us their deals, like what they found. Because we've been so glued to the table, it's hard to actually make the rounds around the place. So I, I think the most impressive thing, we had some kids come up to us. The first kid that came up was nine years old. Oh, first yeah. card he asked about was 1000 bucks, which I thought, man, we're just going to shatter this kid's dreams. He didn't even blink. So anybody out here with their kids under like 15? Anybody have kids with them who are here to shop for cards? How many of you kids have $1,000 in your pockets? You don't have to answer that. Oh, wow, at least make, one. You know you have a child, right? So Charlie, time. you're Some doing great. Keep it up, girl. Yeah, it is amazing <laughs> to me the, the, how young kids are that are buying with, like, four-figure cards. So, so you at the end, what, do you got a Trevor Lawrence jersey? So, like, what's the biggest card in your collection value-wise? What do you think? A Say Trevor it again. Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence? What's it Auto. worth? 600 bucks? How old are you? Insane. Are you driving yet? Okay. As long as you're driving, you could have $500 cards. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Not to mention your dad's getting ready for that insurance payment to come in. That Trevor yeah. Lawrence is getting sold by the end of the weekend. But <laughs> yeah, the amount of young kids, and what's crazy to me is all the young dudes are hustling. So, hey, I'm going to pick on you for a minute. For you to get the cash, did dad just give you the cash, or have you been building it up? You've been hustling. Just hustling. Very cool. Dude, that's killer. So, yeah, the nine-year-old kid we had, though, we told him 1000 bucks for the Duncan. Didn't even bat an eye. No. This kid was like ready to go. He's been flipping for like two years. When you were seven, I'm gonna go on a limb and say you were not flipping anything. Uh, no, I was flipping stuff. I was a really business savvy guy. Yeah, it, that's a lie. Yeah, I'm it, not. It is incredible the young dudes who have come up. So that's been my coolest thing. The young kids who have come up with like unbelievable collections. And then the stuff you've seen, there is stuff here that I've not seen anywhere. Like even pictures. Instagram doesn't do stuff justice. There's been a ton of like unbelievable pieces. Well, so what's the Honus Wagner card that's here for like? Yeah, the Honus Wagner was just an SGC three. Is yeah. at auction like over four and a half million now. That's insane uh, that there's like a four and a half million. I will say there have been some bodyguards here that kind of scare me. Uh, just I'm a big guy myself, but you see some of these guys just like standing around these four million dollar cards, and you like try and make eye contact or you smile at them, and it just 
stone face. One of them wears you, sunglasses too. I, oh, I've, sun, never, sunglasses I've never inside. trusted a person with sunglasses. That's intimidating. Inside, so, all right, hey, well, Pete, there you, you want to come on up? Yeah, that's our shtick. Let's get Peter up here. We're going to talk a little SGC. I guess he's going to sit on my lap. There we go. There's not a chair. Round of applause, Peter. Hey, SGC. Andy. Here we are. Hey, so real quick, anybody graded with SGC here yet? Ooh. Okay. Thank Hello. you guys. Pretty good crowd. All right. Nice. Appreciate How's it going? Yeah, hey, going how are well. you, man? Slide down. How's Doing the great. show going so far? Show's going awesome. Show's yeah? going awesome. How's the turnout at the booth? Turnout is uh, a lot better than expected, actually. There's a, there's a ton of people coming for the breaks. We've met so many people just answering their questions, thanking them for their support. I recognize a few faces here, actually, uh, from our cool. booth, and it's been a lot of fun. Very nice. cool. Now, you guys have been... You said breaking. Have you had any big breaks at the booth? We have. So we've we've already busted the first few days of the show to uh, National Treasures Football Ooh. 2020. Uh, we did Diamond Icons Baseball. 2019 Panini Prism Hobby. Uh, we pulled a, a Zion and a Jaw, so that was fun. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and we have a... We have a lot more to come. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Now, what? How, how do guys get in? If anyone wants to be a part of this, how do they get in? So it's very easy to qualify to get into our breaks. All you've got to do is either show us that you've submitted an order to us before, uh, buy an SGC card at the show. If you have one, just present that to us. Basically, if you've ever touched an SGC card in any way ever, we consider you a supporter you've and we that. owe you a thank you. So that's why uh, we're offering the breaks to all of you. Yeah. Well, there you go. Nice. I've got my SGC Elon Musk. Uh, card, so um, what you're saying is I can get in on this thing? You can definitely get Hello. in. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Not too bad. There's room for you, Jesse. Thank you so much, yes. Peter. So we wanted to have you on. So grading's become like a real hotbed topic. I'm sure almost everybody here is a grader, correct? You grade your cards? Buy graded, sell graded? Yeah. You know, obviously there's a, uh, been a huge shift in the landscape lately. I mean, PSA and Beckett have largely closed down. So why am I subbing with SGC? What, what's, the, what's the reason for me to go with you guys now? Sure. So at the, at the heart of everything, you want to know that your cards are graded by someone who has the expertise necessary to do so. You also want to know that that person is taking their time. They're not biased in any way. We check that box. Then you want to know that your cards will be returned back to you in a reasonable amount of time because what good is a great card if you don't have it in your hand to buy, sell, collect? Yeah. So right now our turnaround time is roughly, it's basically between seven and 10 business days um, with Beckett and PSA temporarily suspending services. Um, the demand is through the roof, that's for sure, and growing yeah. by the day, but we're doing our best to keep up. Um, I think as far as SGC goes in general, for anyone who's used us before that's kind of followed our journey since early 2020, we listen, we improve, we get better, uh, and we grow more than anything. So I think uh, cool. a lot's going on at SGC right now. Very cool. Now, would you say that the fact that you guys aren't grading here is a testament to like how many cards are coming in back at headquarters? Is I that why? definitely would say that. In addition, I think it's a testament to our commitment to maintaining that level of service. You know, I've had so many people, honestly, even in, in the hobby who work uh, for other companies that come up to me and they're like, you know, you know, you could have made a million dollars here, right? And I'm basically like, yes, I do know. Yeah. And that's not what we want right now. We want to maintain the level of service so we can grow sustainably and be here for many, many nationals to come, thanking our supporters because things are going so damn great at home. How Very do we cool. make a million dollars here? Yeah, that's you, do, like you, you guys do that? not. You guys do not. You're we lucky don't... I'm even on the stage with you guys. Okay. We'll I go think... back with the grade talk. I'm gypped. Um, so 
What, what's next? I mean, I, the return times are very good. The pricing, we have our connection through Nash card, so it's 25 bucks a card. But I'm always curious, so what's the next step? What's, the, what's your biggest challenge right now to get you to where you need to go? Right, so our next step, as soon as I get back uh, from the National next week, it's all about scaling. It's a lot of uh, what 2020 is about, was about, is a lot what our you know, future 2021 will be about, which is just growing the operation. The way it works, guys, it's simple, basically supply and demand. It's my job to grow our capacity so we can serve more of you. The more of you we're able to serve, the more reasonable we're, we're able to get our prices uh, and maintain the level of service that I've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. So it's really just scaling up while maintaining the quality that a grading company must must hold to to call themselves the authority. Okay. Very How's that, cool. Jesse? I appreciate it. I mean, there's a solid answer. Impressed. I'm so, encouraged. So my big question now, too, is obviously the, the resale game is a huge side of grading, right? I want to be able to grade my card. I want it back fast. I want to pay less, less money. Yep. But I want it to sell for a good return. Right. How does SGC view that challenge? Because to me, that is the gap. Like we've talked honestly. PSA is still king of the mountain for resale. But SGC is gaining steam. How do you keep that momentum? What's I, the next step? Well, I just want to say how much I agree with that as of today. Um, if you guys want to know where Bitcoin is, they're over there. I'm Ethereum, okay? Now, Ooh. Ethereum, you could, you know, and we're talking flippers. There are a lot of collectors here. So this is, this is for the flippers that you spoke about. Um, as far as Ethereum goes, there are a lot of people that have gotten very rich dealing Ethereum. Sure. What that means is that, um, let's say LeBron has a great game and you happen to have a Topps Chrome rookie card in a PSA 10 and an SGC 10. Well, if LeBron has a great game and that card sees a little spike, it's going to spike the PSA, just like it'll spike the SGC. What we're trying to provide to our customers is a static closing of the gap between those PSA prices and the SGC prices. So in other words, in addition to your player bumps and your collectability and the, you know, just like the hobby movements, basically, um, we're also looking again to just slowly but surely continue to close that gap, which offers a return on investment for anyone who's currently holding or buying SGC cards. Nice. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the show earlier. Jesse's never been to a national, or the nationals, as I call it. I know you've been to a bunch. Crowd-wise, I, I thought yesterday was bigger than any Saturday I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's the best way that I've described it to people is, you know, we set up early. So we, were, we got in Monday. Um, and, you know, I'm looking around on Tuesday, and it looked just like it did in 2019. No difference. Yeah. Then the gates opened. Yeah. And that's where you feel it. It's just there's, you know, I think in the past, you'd have someone at your booth, and then you'd have some time where no one was at your booth. And that time just doesn't come. And it's really fantastic. I mean, it's, it's for, for the circumstances that I think we're under in general in society currently, yeah. this is, they did a great job with this show. This is easily the best national that we've attended. Would you guys agree? Best national you've been to? There we go. All right, does anybody have any questions for Peter with SGC? If you do, raise your hand. You might have to yell it out, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, so he asked, what are the plans to like expend service? Like, how do you grow the brand? Basically, how do you grow, right? Right, so there's so many things. First off, I can tell you guys, what we, we learn a lot at The National. This much interaction with our audience teaches you a lot about how they're feeling. And what I can say is the amount of people that have just been elated to own an SGC shirt or an SGC hat or an SGC premium card box, because let's face it, all of these grading companies, they do not have the same size holder. And it could be a real pain when you've got all your set or your collection in one way and then all of a sudden you throw an SGC card in there and you need a new box. 
So what we're looking to do as far as long-term plans, if we really get the capacity where we'd like it and we are uh, stable there, I think we just get into to a lot of other things like um, you know maybe some display cases for your SGC cards, just easier ways to collect SGC, enjoy SGC, and uh, you know we have a we have a while till we get there though because we just need to grow so badly because this brand is uh, on the rise. That's nice. very cool. You can get one from the young dude. Yeah, here. what's up, bud? What's your question? What are your thoughts on HGA? So I, I know about as much uh, of HGA and all of the other grading companies, in fact, as all of you do. There's nothing I know that you guys don't know. What I see from HGA, just from the outside, and I don't pretend to have a ton of knowledge, is that um, their fan base is very passionate about their product, which I think is fantastic. They seem to certainly have their niche, which is that, you know, the, the custom labeling, swagging up the, the slab in a way. And, um, you know, I guess, I, I don't know much, but assuming their supporters are happy, good, good, good for them, I guess. You know, there's a, there's a big pie here for all of us. So currently, SGC, remember, you know, we, we're looking to grow, but we're looking to do it in a sustainable way. Which means if we were to make a change that would 2 or 3 or 4x the demand for SGC products in the next six months, that would sink us. Because all of you would be able to say, yeah, I submitted an order to SGC. And all of you would be able to say, yeah, my order is on month 11. My order is on month 13. We can't do that. So what that means is we're looking to grow incrementally coupled with scaling. So in other words, we will be improving what you see, we see, and we hear, and we are working on it, but we just have to make sure that our team is growing enough so that if we make a change that all of you really, really enjoy, you can actually enjoy it and use it and not wait two years to get your orders back to you. So bottom line, if you wanted more business, you would have more business. I could get more business like this. And the key to this business um, is not, not falling for it, essentially. I made a mistake. Was anyone a part of the, the 2020 SGC surge by any chance? Well, I, I owe you an apology because I'm sure your orders took a little longer than I had said they would. Um, we were eight people, and I didn't know what it was like to feel this kind of love from the hobby. And I can tell you... Uh, we learned from that, and we're That's not going to cool. make that mistake again. So, I don't want to name names, but I just realized PSA is right there. We're not talking about you guys. We're talking about another grading company that takes nine to twelve what are you months. That's correct. That for? A bunch That's of nerds. That's correct. Not, yes. not, not you guys. Though. What are they going to do? Yeah. Let's go from John here. That question was: Are we seeing prices drop down? Grading cost. Is the grading cost planning on dropping down lower than 30, 25? Yeah, what are the thoughts there? So, it's my job to get the grading fees. I know <laughs> maybe some of you won't believe me here to get them lower because what that means is we're doing between us, just talking business, a lot more units. We need more amazing team members. The one thing this team refuses to do is scale too quickly get sloppy, make impactful mistakes. So in scaling the operation, if the demand is here, hopefully we could get our capacity here, and then I'm encouraging everyone to submit a little more by lowering that price strategically. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so the question, why do you think the price disparity is more in basketball between SGC and PSA, which we just covered? 
basketball seems to be this. That's a good point, man, because baseball, we've seen the gap close. Football, the gap is closed. But for some reason, basketball has been the slowest transition. Yeah, that's an and awesome he, question. And I'm going to give my take. And I just want to be clear, guys. This is just my take. I'm a collector. I'm a hobbyist, just like all of you. I just happen to be really, really lucky. <laughs> um, in all honesty, here's, here's my take. I find that during the 2020 boom, the most new blood in the hobby came into the basketball market. A lot of sneaker flippers. You know, Gary Vee's entire audience seemed to gravitate to cards. Young, predominantly young basketball fans. At that time, SGC was inundated with an eight-month-long backlog. Okay, so we really weren't an option for anyone that was entering the hobby that was brand new. Additionally, they probably knew nothing of our 20, year, 20 years of experience because they just entered the hobby. They hear about this behemoth over there and they gravitated towards that company. Um, that's just my take. I tend to think that the newer guys got in when we were essentially kind of closed for business and scaling the operation. Um, had it been this year, you could imagine if they're a lot of money in long times, um, you could imagine that the new blood would have actually come to us because we're the only option. So that's, that's my take, but I don't pretend to know. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Good question. Timetable for upgrading technology for grading? On the oh, labels. On the labels. Sure. So any change that we make to labels is extremely, extremely impactful, and it can't just be undone. What that means is with a brand that's 20 years long, we've had, I believe, there's probably been a total of three or four total SGC labels over a roughly 24-year history. So it's not something we can change often. When we do change it, one, we have to make sure it's the change we want, and it's the change we want for the foreseeable future. But like I said, in addition, at this point, I need to scale this thing because there's too many of you. And if I do give you exactly what you want, it's likely exactly what everyone wants. And then our turnaround time goes. So it will happen, but we have to grow first. So here's some things we're working on. I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know. We'll have some fun. Ooh. So okay. I'm talking to our CTO and what I'm speaking to him about right now, is anyone aware that SGC provides its customers high resolution images of their cards free of charge? No, some no, some yeses. Well, we've actually failed in getting that message out. Every single one of you, if you have even heard of SGC, should know that we provide you with that. Here's what we're looking to do. Obviously, counterfeiting, fake holders, is plaguing the hobby now than it ever has, and that will only continue. So we've come up with the idea, we've collected all of these images, uh, literally millions of them, and what we're doing is we're going to be able to have on our website, you type in the certification code of your card, not only does the date that that card was graded come up, the, the card itself and the grade, but you'll actually have an image of the card that was taken in the SGC office to prevent someone from switching a card out, faking our holder, you know? So in other words, if you have a LeBron James Topps Chrome Rookie and it's an SGC 10, but it has 90-10 centering, you might want to type that into our website because it's kind of, you know, a little fishy there. And if the card that you're seeing on the website has 50-50 centering, you have a bad slab. Does that make sense? So it's really the best way of counterfeiting possible is doing just that. Because we could, we could play games with holograms and stickers and seals all day. It all can be replicated. What can't be is an image taken of the card 
while it was in SGC's possession. Nice. Very cool. Hey, so we just got the text. We got to wrap it up. So we'll be at booth 401 for the rest of the convention. If you want to go up and say hi, we have some free show merch. Where were you guys set up? We are at 626. We're about to break. We're about to do our first break of the day at around noon. It's a lot of fun, guys. Even if you choose not to participate, come check it out. It's kind of like a, a hobby carnival over there. Perfect. Wait, wait, wait. Smash before we together. leave, I didn't get to say my thing. I wanted to say the thing. I wanted to say it. Do you... Say Do you it. care? Can I say it? Say it and we're leaving. Straight cash, homie! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.